Give me a nod when you're ready. Shooter's ready. Stand by. Hello everyone, this is Gunnery Sergeant Matt Gunlock. I'm here today on the 3GIQ podcast, joined with Master Sergeant Nick Capco. He just took over as the staff NCIC of the Marine Corps shooting team. So far, been doing a phenomenal job. We like everything he's been doing. He's been adding and giving great insights, improving the team and how we've been operating and just giving us that extra step that we need in the right direction. Master Sergeant Capco, can you uh, tell us about yourself some? Well, first, I appreciate the introduction. I'm not sure if I uh, deserve all that, but hey, I'm um, happy to be here. So, um, you know, as, as Gunny Matt Gunlock said, uh, Mass Sergeant Nick Capco, I uh, just checked into the unit uh, July 1st. Uh, so still kind of getting my bearings and uh, a lot of observe mode, trying to see what's going on here, learn the job, uh, get out there, meet all the Marines and see what they're all about. So um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I'm sure we'll get more into uh, the way ahead down the road here. Yep. Where are you coming from? So I was with 1st Law Enforcement Battalion. I'm an MP uh, by trade. And while I was out at 1st Law Enforcement Battalion, we were actually deactivated. So uh, the Commandant uh, had a, a kind of a new direction he wants to go. So a couple units were deactivated. Uh, three of our battalions on the field side of the MP MOS uh, were deactivated. So I didn't have a home for a bit. And uh, that kind of, while our MOS shrunk, uh, we didn't lose any manpower structure. So there's still um, you know, the same amount of manpower. They just kind of all went over to the provost marshal's office to do law enforcement functions aboard installations. Uh, so that kind of limits the amount of billets that are available. So um, I kind of took my shot, I guess, and uh, put in a package to come to the shooting team, and it worked out for me. Um, however, so when there was a gap from when the battalion was deactivated, which was last October in 2020, uh, my orders weren't to check in into the shooting team until July. So to fill that gap, I was uh, by name requested to go work at one MEF for General Heckel um, as his executive assistant and protocol officer. So I got a lot of context, a lot of exposure, and a lot of uh, perspective uh, working in that position for uh, for that seven-month period. So uh, a lot of benefit to that as well. It served you well because a lot of senior leaders that I know that haven't been in that uh, position don't have the breadth of experience that I've seen you come bring to the table just your knowledge experience you were an admin chief for a while whenever you were over at uh pmo we don't talk about those days (laughs) as as much as you hated it i mean you brought it over here and i mean i don't know that stuff right it is what it is yeah Um, just you know for the listeners so yeah while we were deactivating our admin chief uh was medically retired early um the monitors who decide where marines go was not understandably so not going to send a new administrative chief to a deactivating battalion so uh you know um, any mini money mo, I got picked to, uh, to fill that billet, learned a lot, um, you know, kicking and screaming, but learned a lot about the administrative, uh, burdens that are on our S1 Marines and, and definitely was able to take something away from that. And, you know, like you were talking about with, with that meth working there, um, yeah, you're, you're right. I, I found myself in unique positions where, 
Uh, I'm interacting with colonels and, and general officers on a daily basis, and it's kind of helped me um, effectively learn how to communicate to high-ranking officers as well as, you know, from my experience as an enlisted Marine, being able to communicate to the lower enlisted ranks. So kind of really good middleman where I can effectively communicate both ways. As the Marine Corps likes to put, uh, put it, bridge the gap. Bridge the gap. That's me on the bridge. <laughs> Uh, so you were a summer shooter back in 2000 team. You were on the bullseye pistol team at the time. Um, and there's a period of time, what, 10 years, uh, roughly before coming back to the team. Why don't you give us, uh, why don't you talk about that some? Sure. Um, I'll kind of start from where I got into competitive shooting and how that led up to the summer team, um, and everything up till now. So, my first time shooting a gun ever uh, was actually boot camp. I never, I'm a city boy from Orlando, Florida, uh, so I didn't ever shoot before joining the Marine Corps. Um, so I shot for the first time in boot camp. Uh, but first time was in Far East in Japan shooting competitively in the uh, Far East Division matches in 2010. Um, in that match, I medaled on pistol, um, silver medal, and I was the high tyro, so high rookie, first-year shooter. Um, so that gave me the opportunity to move to the next level to compete at the Marine Corps Championships at Camp Lejeune and in Stone Bay. Um, I was quickly humbled at the championships because I realized uh, I really didn't know as much as I thought I knew. I saw some phenomenal shooters. I think out of 98 shooters, I'd have to go back and check the, uh, the stat book there, but I want to say on rifle I finished like 91st out of 97, 98 shooters. Uh, did a little better on pistol. Um, one thing is the pistol team obviously was coaching me, and I was willing to try the things that they were instructing. Even they want to see what your coachability is. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, it's exactly what they're looking for. Um, and even though my scores were suffering a bit at first because I'm applying new techniques that I'm not comfortable with, I stuck with it um, anyways because, you know, I see them shoot and they're shooting great. And if this is what they're saying works, I'm not, you know, my ego is not so big where I, I can't improve. And I understand that. So I was trying to apply the things that they were saying, um, regardless of how my score was affected. That wasn't my overall goal there, was to go win this thing. I'm there. To, I love shooting. I love learning. I love teaching. So um, what an opportunity to learn from some of the best shooters in the Marine Corps. So initially, they were looking at picking up 12 Marines for the summer pistol team and 12 for the rifle team. I was number 13 on their list. Um, they did weigh-ins, and one of the gunnies did not make the weigh-in. Um, you know, Marine Corps shooting teams, a lot about image. We're representing the Marine Corps at the national, even an international level at times. Mm -hmm. So you uh, not only need to shoot like a Marine, but you need to look like a Marine, you need to act like a Marine. So um, I kind of got in um, on a freebie there. So I, I kept that in the back of my mind, really probably in the front of my mind the entire summer. Um, I didn't take it for granted. So uh, I didn't have a like, really good cell phone service here. I didn't have a car here. Um, so I just kept a journal and every day I would go back and I kept my targets. I would dissect them. I would write down in my journal what I learned that day. I still have all of my notes from that. And I was able to kind of transfer it over to a Facebook page as well and kind of put all that information out there for anybody. I'm not keeping secrets. Anybody that wants to, to know what I know, if it makes them a better shooter, like, Oh, nice. I'm all about sharing that. Um, so yeah, I was here for the summer, uh, as a competitor, as a staff sergeant, um, had great experience traveling around competing in NRA regional matches. We competed at the inner service uh, pistol matches down in uh, Fort Benning, Georgia. Uh, we went up to Canton, and then uh, kind of our final match was at Camp Perry for the National Pistol Championships. Um, the following year, um, 2011 now, I, I shot in the Far East Division matches again. Uh, this time I found that doing a summer on pistol made me a better rifle shooter. Mm-hmm. I think the big thing was that is you learn with pistol how to 
shoot move the trigger essentially even while the gun's still moving you know you don't wait for it to completely settle um, you understand that the gun's never going to settle and you just kind of shoot through that movement as long as you're staying focused on that front sight and you keep a steady trigger movement to the rear without interrupting that the sights, yeah. that's it um, it's it's really you know somebody put it um, shooting pistol is the hardest easy thing there is to do and it's so true i mean once you once you figure it out like this is easy um, it, it, it's like you learn all about that stability like stability is key in that sport and trigger control without disturbing the sights that's it yeah and it transfers over to the rifle like rifles on rifle does become a lot easier that's it. The, my standing on rifle was so much better, and I realized it immediately in the uh, the next division matches. Although, you know, we probably should throw some hands because your first podcast, uh, you know, I heard you say that, uh, you know, what was it? Bullseye pistol is boring, so. It is. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I will say it's a war within your own head. Your focus, like your sole focus, you're only thinking about one thing, and that's trigger control and sights. That's all you're doing. So much mental management management mm-hmm. is is required for for shooting bullseye. Absolutely. Yep. And you leave the range mentally drained. Like we would go onto the range at zero eight in the morning. We would leave at sixteen hundred. I'd get home and I'd be like, I don't want to do a damn thing. It's right. like I'm done. Um, and it it just helps overall your your overall mental management. Uh, whenever you take it to a dozen different discipline you're able to do things so much more effectively because you've built that uh endurance up that's right i agree 100 percent um so yeah hey rifle i I actually was surprised myself and uh medaled gold medal on rifle at division in uh, 2011 Uh, i don't consider myself a rifle shooter now that gets confusing to a lot of people i talk to um because marina rifleman right um and when i'm saying a rifle shooter i can shoot the rifle I can shoot the rifle, you know, better than the average Marine. And I can contribute a lot to making Marines better on rifle. Uh, when I say, when I consider a rifle shooter, somebody who's mastered that weapon, um, somebody that can hit the scoring disc over and over and over again uh, on their feet from 200 yards. Like that's you know, one who can, you know, talk about rifle the way that I can talk about pistol. And that's really why I don't consider myself a rifle shooter because I don't want to step on their toes or take anything away from them. So that's kind of the, distinguishing there um so after the division matches out in far east i went to championships again and uh man we cleaned house so all the team matches we won the team matches uh, i went distinguished at that match on pistol um i did not come back for another summer the opportunity wasn't there for me at that time um i went on embassy duty um to go guard embassies i was in Chengdu, china followed by paris france uh, awesome program and so there i had the opportunity to do a lot of combat action shooting i started getting into different ways than just shooting paper standing still um trying to shoot as accurately as possible how fast can i shoot um can i fire targets while i'm applying a tourniquet on my left leg you know just trying to really push myself and see how far i can go um so when i got back to quantico after embassy duty i started getting into some uspsa shooting um i shot uh, one three gun match so not a lot of three gun experience and i know we'll talk more about that in a bit Um, but I'm excited about it and I just love shooting. Now, going back to the summer season, um, there was interest in trying to become a part of the permanent team. Who wouldn't? I mean, this is Mm -hmm. one of the best jobs you can have in the Marine Corps in life. Best kept secret, which we're trying to eliminate. That's right. So, um, getting paid to shoot guns and, and master your craft and give back to the Marine Corps and making Marines more lethal, you know? So that's the big message that you've, you know, you've been 
alluding to on every podcast so far mm-hmm. is it's all about making Marines more lethal. And that's kind of how we do it. We send Marines here for a summer. They get trained up for a few months. They go back and they make their units better. And I've been able to do that at every battalion I've been to since that summer to make Marines more lethal. Well, it's like um, we have a mutual friend, Caleb Dean, now warrant officer. Um, you know, he he was a summer shooter, what, like in 2015. Uh, I don't remember his exact dates. He was a summer shooter. I know that much. Um, and back in 2019, we tried picking him up as a summer shooter for the pistol team. Didn't work out. His command wouldn't let him go, but he was able to put in uh, PTAD just for Canton, Camp Perry. Um, you know, he came out there. We helped him out. I let him stay in my hotel room. We had the barracks over at Camp Perry, and we let him shoot with the team. And it was awesome. And whenever we get somebody like that who may not be able to come back as a permanent member or as a summer shooter again, they are somebody that represents the team in such a way to where they just bring they draw a bigger crowd in and so whenever he, he's going to okinawa so this next year at interim or at uh at uh far east you know we know we're gonna see him we know he's gonna have marines there um and that's one way we're looking at you know recruiting for summer season you know we even though we may not be able to get somebody we're looking for people who are actively trying to help us out too no, I agree. Um, the That's one of the cool things, I think, about how we do it differently than, say, the Army. They mm-hmm. have some you know, phenomenal shooters. Yep. But they will stay there for their whole career. I mean, they can just, as long as you can shoot good uh, and you can maintain the scores, then you can stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't do that. And uh, a lot of people ask, why don't we do that? And I think, like we just talked about, it's about having Marines cycle through here and get back to the fleet and make Marines more lethal. Yep. And that's why we do it. And uh, we still are able to put together a competitive team every year. Marines that come in for just a few months and where we can take them from already being great shooters. And they've proven that and making them phenomenal shooters by the time they leave and go back to their units hungry for it and, and can't get enough shooting. Mm-hmm. So um, that's something that I wanted to do was obviously come back and be a part of the permanent team, specifically as the pistol team staff in COIC. Um, you know, it, a lot of it comes down to timing. Mm-hmm. In my case there, um, I was a staff sergeant. I had about one year to maybe a year and a half time in grade as a staff sergeant. And uh, so I knew I needed to go knock out my B billet, my special duty, get back to the core. Um, so there's that on my mind. Uh, there was also some things, you know, during the team, and I'm going to be diplomatic here. I'm not going to go into negatives, but there were some things culture-wise that I felt I would do differently. Mm-hmm. There were some areas where I said, we can improve this. We can do better. Um, and I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to make sure that we were representing the Marine Corps in the best way possible. Yep. We were using our time wisely and how we're training and how we're giving back to the Marine Corps. And I wanted to be a part of the influence for that. Um, so for years, I mean, we're talking a decade here. I watched my good friend John Shu come here, and uh, we were planning to come here together. And I watched him come, one of my, you know, one of my best friends, and he's coming back and he's cleaning house. I mean, he he became such a great. Uh, pistol shooter he's a three-time national champion here john i don't know if you're listening if, if i mess that up but I'm, i know he, you've won a lot more and i'm, I'm like he's selling th- you short he is three-time national champion or is it fourth this year uh he was close i think he finished in second lame but uh. <laughs> <laughs> so but no he's a great shooter and, and i would have then loved nothing two, more doesn't he have two gold cups now probably yeah yeah, yeah. Now, i would have loved nothing more than to come shoot with one of my best friends and for three years um mm-hmm. but you know Honestly, it came down to some personality um, issues there, and I just I felt like the time wasn't for me. 
So for 10 years, I sat here and, you know, really 11 years wondering, did I make the right decision? Um, did I pass up an opportunity of a lifetime? And, and that weighed heavily on me. So it was almost a blessing in disguise when our battalion was deactivated because there wasn't enough billets out there. Um, I, the timing was right for once. The timing was right to do something that I love, I'm passionate about, and I want to be a part of. Um, so I reached out to Major Martinez. And I told him, you know, my motivations for coming here, it's not to come win medals. I'm not trying to come take up time on the range. Um, I'm passionate about Marine Corps marksmanship. I want to make Marines more lethal. I want to support the team. I want to make sure that we are recruiting the right type of Marine, um, character over talent. You know, it's, it's not just about being a great shooter. We also want to make sure that the Marines are of good character and they're not going to be making decisions that are going to be embarrassing to the Marine Corps out there. Because let's face it, Marines that are out there and, you know, whether you're in, like, we're going to Wabash, Indiana, uh, hopefully I'm saying that city right, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of these individuals that come to these matches, they think highly of Marines. And it's the first time ever seeing Marines in person. Yeah, this may be the only Marine that they encounter in their entire lifetime. So, you know, these individuals are the Marine Corps. And that's what we're selling. I mean, that's what we have to make sure that we are making them feel good and understanding that our country's in good hands because Marines are professional. They are, you know, great shooters. And, like, we just hold ourselves to a higher standard. And so, you know, I want to make sure that we incorporate all those things. We're bringing the right Marines here that want to be here. And they remember every day that they're here, it's a privilege and they love being here. And it's like, you know, how often do you get a job where you wake up every day and you can't wait to get to work because of the people that you're working with and what you get to do? Me. I love it. Yeah. Like every day so far, I've, I, it's almost like my face hurts from smiling because I love it. And I'm, I'm super excited to be here and I get to do this for the next three years. So uh, couldn't be happier. And so that's kind of, you know. Transition to now, that's really, um, I don't know how much work I'm going to have to do. I'll be honest. Like, I got here and I saw, I was checking out the social media. I was checking, you know, the Instagram and the Facebook videos. And the Marines we have here are, are phenomenal instructors. I mean, mm -hmm. Some of the videos I was watching, and I talked to each of those Marines and let them know, um, the level of instruction they're providing is, is great. I mean, I've, I've been in front of 200-plus Marines and, and given a demo and, and talked through some weapons instruction. And it's, you know, it can be intimidating. It can be, you know, nerve-wracking. And you know that you have to nail the demonstration because if you mess it up, you lose credibility. Mm -hmm. um, but it's more than that. And I hope people understand. It's the pride that you take in delivering that level of um, instruction to them. Yeah, because the, they're the going to take this there. back. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, and I've been guilty of this, but I didn't see it with the Marines, is where I'll start teaching, maybe I'm talking about grip. Mm -hmm. And I'll move on to, you know, trigger control or side alignment, and I'll realize, oh, you know what? There's one thing I wanted to talk about with grip, and I have to go back. And it's kind of a distraction. I know that, and I know that, but, man, I really need to talk about that grip thing. I can't move on without that. But when I was watching the videos of them, they don't, they have smooth transitions, and they hit everything. It's, it's, they know what they're doing, and they know what they're talking about. And I'm super happy to be a part of a unit where it's not just me giving the knowledge. I get to receive knowledge again. I get to learn from the Marines that are here. That's that's something I think everybody wants at some point. It's all about being humble too, though, um, which you're a great example. You know, anytime you get in front of one of these Marines, they're always teaching you something new, and it takes a special kind of person to want to be able to receive that type of information as well. You know, I've been to matches where there's other, you know, other military guys out there, and they think they're, they're like, oh, I'm in the military. I'm the next best thing there is. They flop. They never show up again. It's, uh, you know, I've said this before. It's all about being able to humble yourself, humble yourself down to where you you can receive that type of instruction again. 
and every even the marines here under us they know that they're not done learning and they continue to try and learn new things um i think uh sergeant glomba he he was telling me last week you know whenever they were out at camp pendleton and there were some recon guys there um those individuals came up to him and said hey we do things like this because of this well then he started incorporating that into his instruction that way he can he can get that information out to other units based off of what another unit uses and it's something that works and it's something that allows you to uh just make each other more lethal as we've said before right and you know not to hijack and, and go off topic here but the uh i know you guys talked about it one thing that i'm super excited about is the mobile training teams um where we're getting to send marines out there and uh provide a level of advanced marksmanship instruction to these units allowing these commanders to really you know have their marines push the gas pedal down increase their lethality um and and see marksmanship from a way that they haven't seen it before fight with your gun you know not just go out and shoot a qualification and say, I know how to shoot because I shot expert on the range. Like, truly knowing themselves. We've heard it time and time again. Only shoot as fast as, you know, you can effectively engage your target. Well, how many Marines know that? How fast can I effectively engage a target? And unless you have a commander who lets you get on the range and shoot as fast as you can, you may not know. I've run ranges where uh, we'll get online and I'll say, I don't care if you hit the target. I just want to see how fast you can shoot. You know, or now, I don't want to give you a time limit. I want to see how accurate you can shoot. And everything is broken down. And, uh, you know, some Marines will ask why we, why we do it that way. Um, and I usually bring up kind of sports. I kind of relate it to sports. So I'll ask, hey, did you play football in high school? You know, or any sport. So, if, yeah, they played sports. Okay. Um, did you only scrimmage for practice? Or did sometimes you do tackling drills? Sometimes you ran routes. Sometimes you watched film. Sometimes you stretched. Sometimes you just threw and catch. Uh, threw and caught, right? Those all are, you know, isolated activities that make you a better football player or name the sport, right? So when we break down shooting in that same manner, it's all designed to make you a better gunfighter. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So you talked about Indiana this weekend. You said you shot one three-gun match. Was it a Remember the Brave or something like that? It something? was. And I almost, you know, I only say that just to say I've, you know. You've done it. I've done it. Um, I almost don't even, uh the shotgun portion of that was very small. It was almost just a two-gun, you know, match enhanced with they a shotgun enough, stage. They but. had enough rounds in there just to pull the trigger on the targets that were present. No right. reloads. Right. Um, so I had some shotgun experience as an MP. You know, we shoot the Benelli 1014. And then on embassy duty as well, we shot the Remington 870. Um, so a little, little experience shooting. Uh, different style of shooting. So, um, you know, quad loading is new to me. Um, you know, running running from finding targets in a jungle, you know, or in the wood line. That, that, that's something that's different for me. And I know that, you know, um, there's a lot for me to learn as the shooting team has evolved over the last decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recognize that I'm not here to go back in time and try to take things back the way they were, but I need to modernize myself and adapt to what has changed over the years, uh, which is great because I get to, you know, increase my skills as a marksman as well. Um, so, you know, there's the footwork I've got to learn. There's different ways we grip the weapons that from, you know, if I was doing bullseye shooting. So that's all stuff that I've already been picking up from the Marines that are here. Um, I haven't had as much training or, you know, prep time as I'd like to go into this match. But ultimately, I'm going there to have a good time and, and really see the Marines in action. And that's what I'm excited for. I just got to go up to Camp Perry, Ohio and see the rifle team up there for the uh, National Rifle Championships. 
Um, and now I'm getting the opportunity to come out and see the action shooting team and see uh, how great they are instead of being on videos. Uh, get to see what they do, and then I'll uh, find time for the pistol team as well. So with the, the training that you have had, what have you been able to take away? What's been different? Um, you know, we shot a jungle run yesterday uh, that we set up uh, near 305. Um, what what takeaways have you have you gotten from them? Okay, so I definitely have uh, points for all of those. So for the jungle run specifically, you know, it's obviously a lot of stage planning, and, and that's, you know, stuff where I need to kind of learn how to break a stage down, where is a good time to reload. Um, as far as, you know, I had some issues with with my aiming as well, just staying down on the gun. So I'm going to really focus small. Um, I'm not going to try to think about a whole lot. There's just a couple of points that are fundamentally um, necessary that I'm going to kind of hone in my focus. And I'm going to say, hey, when I'm shooting the shotgun, I'm going to stay down on it, making sure that I'm staying nice and tight. Um, I've been working on my quad loads. You know, uh, thanks for letting me borrow that shotgun uh, to <laughs> no kind of work on that. I think I was up till midnight just working that through. And I, I'm happy with where I'm at uh, with loading. And I know it's going to save some time. For uh, for pistol, you know, honestly, it's it's a big difference as far as grip. I mean, you know, I went from when I would grip the pistol, it's a lot of front to back pressure mm-hmm. on my firing hand only, and my my support hand is simply that support. Um, there was never really a lot of grip pressure coming from my support hand. Everything was on my firing hand, front to back pressure, and uh, you know, smooth through the trigger. But there's there's negatives to that. I know that I have a lot more recoil. Um, that I have to manage than uh, if I was to adjust my grip. So just I had great input from the Marines out there today on kind of working with me on that. And you know, hey, it's it's different. We got a m- stronger with the support hand than the you know your firing hand. And, and I tried those things out, and it was definitely working. I, stuff I need to continue to work on in practice. Um, you know, working on uh, the draw with the M17. You know, I've done most of my shooting with the Beretta uh, over the years. So mm-hmm. familiar with the Beretta, you get Beretta in my hands, and my draw is great. And we throw this in a different holster. So those are all those are all small things that I can work on in my time, and just repetition is really what it comes down to. Um, with the rifle, is is this the first time really using a variable power optic or anything like that? Uh, no, I mean I've got a little experience shooting some PRS, and um, I was shooting the M110 SAS out at uh, Camp Pendleton. Mm-hmm. Um, I've probably shot about five matches. Basically, we had the M110s in our armory. Mm-hmm. Uh, MPs, we do. You know, we have the uh, special reaction team. It's basically the SWAT um, team for the Marine Corps. Um, so we do have some Marines that are basically designated marksmen. They go through a course where they learn how to fire these sniper rifles. So we had them. We weren't really using them. Uh, I think to the you know best of our availability. So. Um, we were able to coordinate with the snipers from the 1st and 5th Marine Regiment. Um, we were able to get some of the Marines through an urban sniper school. Um, and then uh, just networking with them. They're a bunch of great dudes. And we'd go out on the week, one week in a month. And basically Saturday would be like a clinic day. And then Sunday we'd shoot a match. So a little bit, um, just enough to know that I don't know anything. I'll say that. Always something to learn. Always something to learn. Well, uh, that's going to kind of wrap everything up. But uh, is there anything you want to leave anybody with? Ah, you know, I listened to Stats Iron Go Kings the other day, uh, and that's going to be a tough to top that closing. Um, I would just say, you know, if you are interested in getting into shooting, um, even if you, you've got experience shooting, but you're intimidated by going to a competition, um, and you just are worried, like, what people are going to think, or they expect, you know, expect you to be a Marine, you know, or you're out there shooting, they expect to see something special. Don't let that be something that holds you back from getting out there. And that's the only way you're going to move forward is just putting yourself out there. Each time you go, you're going to learn something. Um, you kind of just add it all up, and over a year, you're, you're going to see how far you've come. And a year from now, you'll wish you started today. So, you know, don't hold back. Get out there and, and just, you know, next time you have an opportunity, uh, don't give yourself a reason why not. Just 
go with the go go with the Y two do it. And kind of add on to that, you know, we we've for those who are interested in coming coming to the Marine Corps shooting team, whether permanently summer, you know, out to a micmic, um, everyone we've interviewed, they've had a relatively different way of coming to the team. You know, we had Go King. He was he was off of Instagram. You know, you had me. I just met the team at a match. You know, we talked about Staff Sergeant Raider. He met the team at a match. Like, so there's everybody has kind of got in here a different way. So there's really not a traditional way of coming to the team anymore. The the most preferred method, if you, if your unit can sacrifice time, is coming out to a Marine Corps marksmanship competition, because that's the best way for us to see you, get to know you, and and just kind of evaluate your overall experience level and see if you have that good character that we're looking for um so utilize that time utilize it get out there shoot go to a micmic and you know if you want to come here put in a package you know reach out to us um we're on the we'll put the our email addresses down in the information um, we have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. We're always checking messages. We're always answering questions. So if this is something you're interested in, let us know. Other than that, that's all I really have. You got anything else? No, just thanks. Thanks for doing this. This is great. And I think it's going to help uh, kind of bridge the gap with the Marines out there looking, you know, to get more answers about what the shooting team is and what is three gun and uh, all the different disciplines out there. So I think this is great. All right. Well, y'all have a great one. Talk to you later. Bye.